All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the TXR Podcast, show number 124, the best place on a Sunday night to kick back, take your mind off a few things, and just listen to gaming talk. This is yours truly, Invader, and I'm ready to dive into all the hot gaming topics making the rounds this past week. However, before we get into things, let me introduce the esteemed TXR panel. Megatron, hey man, uh, how you been? Been hanging in there, man. Just uh, trying to start up a new career and uh, singing. Guys, ready? Listen, it's the end of the world as we know it. How do I sound? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's up, everyone? (laughs) Yeah, what's up? What's up? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Yeah, let's, you know, try to pick up the mood a bit. Uh, Shock. Eric Shockley, hey bud, have you picked up any more Dreamcast stuff this past week? Uh, no, I got that. I got, oh, I did get my uh, that skeleton. I don't know if yeah, I think I showed you that skeleton. It's like that Saturn version of the skeleton mod. I swapped it out with the uh, Dreamcast, but I paid, did pick up some toilet paper. So found that. Right. <laughs> Shock! I still have my original copy of Sword of the Berserk for Dreamcast and. Seaman, not seaman, you sick fucks. Seaman. Maybe I'll send it to you, you got your original copy of Seaman. Yes. Luckily, I have that GDMU mod, so I just drop in that SD card and play the whole whole collection. Ooh, nice. Ooh la la, all right. Uh, Jeremy, I see you're hunkered down in your illuminated fortress there. Uh, How's things? Good. Good. I'm happy that South made it two weeks in a row. I mean, Jesus. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's always a good time when the, the South man's here. Uh, speaking of South, uh, how's things over at the West Coast? Man, it's like, like, like Megatron said, it's the end of the world. But, you know, people are still like out and about and shit. I'm not like super paranoid about it, but I'm still like back on mine like, damn. Like, hey, is, there, is, is there traffic? Is there traffic right now in, in LA? Uh, really? Is there traffic? Of course there is. But <laughs> I, I will say though, <laughs> I will Tweaker. say like it, and on uh, at nights it's it's a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people are you know kind of you know staying close to home, but people still have to live. So you know how do you find a balance? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting the next little while. Uh, Tim Dog, hey, uh, how you doing? You be p- playing any games over there? Ori is back to 90 on Metacritic. <laughs> Kofi's going to be trying to get his uh, money back from J-Man if you've been watching that bet. <laughs> Ori is amazing. <laughs> I think he's going to <laughs> oh that's good that's good yeah Ori. uh man you know we'll dive into Ori uh into more detail later on but man what a game i've been playing through that and uh whew, yeah it's been interesting seeing the meta kind of go up and down between 89 90 kind of crazy uh who else do we got here oh centurion man hey you've been keeping busy Oh God, yeah, keeping busy heading out to what we call the Thunderdome now. Used to be known as the grocery store, um, but uh, <laughs> no. Other than that, it's all great. 
it's what we're here for tonight though is just to have a couple of hours to kind of kind of shut down and forget about what's going on just for a few hours talk about something else Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i uh i echo that as i'm sure uh many other people in the chat do uh by the way uh happy to see uh, a lot of people sneaking in here already uh shizno elite badass lord tipsy cool name by the way uh saltiest gaming hey bud how you doing uh, but yeah, guys, before we dive right into the topics, uh, before we get into the news, I would like the opportunity to let all the listeners know that we are currently having a giveaway going on for a digital copy of the newly released Ori and the World of Wisps. Just head over to the TXR Twitter feed and check the pinned tweet on ways on how to enter. The giveaway ends Monday, March 23rd. Guys, definitely get in on that. It is an amazing game, and we cannot wait to give that to a lucky individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas. Uh, topic, and, you know, because of the growing concerns over the, uh, the you-know-what, the virus going around, running amok around the globe, a decision has been made to cancel this year's E3. Now, while no physical event <clears throat> will be taking place... They are exploring options with other exhibitors to coordinate online showcases. So earlier this month, we saw GDC get outright canceled because of developers and publishers pulling out. And a lot of us were wondering what would happen to E3. And hey, lo and behold, we are here now. So guys, how do you feel about E3 being canceled? Because I know a lot of you on the panel attended and look forward to it, to these various conferences that the publishers put out. Heck, even I was looking forward to attend this year, but you know what you're gonna do, right? Last year I didn't show up, so that was I made it a nine-year run. It would have been ten. This year would have been eleven. But you know, life has really stopped as we knew it. Uh, schools are closed. You know, businesses, sports. I've never seen anything like. And I was talking to my grandmother too, and you know, she's been through a lot of shit. And she's never been through uh, something like this before. You know, people are blowing out water. People are blowing out everything they can get their hands on, basically. But people don't realize there's a price tag uh, that comes with panic, you know, that comes with pandemonium. When you close schools, you know, a parent has to watch their kid or find a babysitter, which, you know, a price tag is associated with that. Um. You know, people miss work or whatever. When you close sporting events, people lose work. Uh, businesses close. People can't afford rent, car payments, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, when people go out and they start panic buying, and we're talking about some serious panic buying, buying everything off the shelf, uh, you know, there's a family or elderly person that really could, who suffers, you know, I was watching some video of this elderly person strolling down the aisle and she was trying to find food and she couldn't do it because, you know, people were taking it all. And, and it's things like that where there's a real cost to everything, you know, and the question is not about if the, if, you know, if the virus is not serious because, it is serious. You know, we have a total of 4,000 deaths uh, worldwide, but really how serious is it? You know, the average seasonal flu kills about anywhere from 290K to what? Like something like 600 
K per year. That's every year. And you don't hear, uh, you know, there's not chaos that ensues regarding that. But a lot of panic is gaslighted by this media nowadays where, you know, they say shit like the mortality rate is two or three percent when it's actually not two per two or three percent it's actually below one percent um and they're only looking at the confirmed cases where it's it's killing about two or three percent of the people they're not they're not looking at it from uh you know they're not taking it into consideration all the people that have gotten sick from it and just you know that live with it but you have to there are people in the media reporting over the next few months that this summer, uh, you know, all the house systems are going to crash. Everything's going to be on lockdown, which right now basically it is on lockdown. Um, and they don't realize that, you know, during the flu season is during when it's cold because flus last a lot longer in the cold than they do in the heat. You know, when you have when you have, like, take Arizona for when, where Centurion lives, for example. Um, you know, Centurion, it gets hot there. So if, if somebody touches, uh, you know, 100 degree, you know, let's say if it's 90 degrees, right? And they touch a, a pole outside and they're contagious, that pole can be, you know, 110, 120 degrees. So... And it ultimately kills the virus in, in warmer weather. That's why you see in warmer weather viruses like the flu, there's fewer cases of them. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but, you know, it's, I'm sorry to go on a rant, but, you know, it's life has stopped, you know, and, and I think we got to talk about it. Um, so do I think E3 still has a place in this industry? I think it does. I think you're going to see it come back uh, because it's a good place to get together and, and to develop relationships and to see what's going on in the industry. Yeah, they can do something off site or whatever, but um, I think it's coming back. I don't think it's going to um, it's going to end anytime soon. But, you know, re people really need to turn it down a notch. It's, you know. It is very serious. The, don't get me wrong. The coronavirus is very serious, but it's, you know, on one hand, again, you have the media gaslighting everything where, uh, you know, it, people are just rushing out and buying everything and it just creates more of a crisis. So that's my take on everything. You know, E3 is just an afterthought right now. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, it's amazing too. You, I mean, you mentioned the media, Jeremy, and I remember what a month ago they were they weren't really even talking about it. They were like, "Oh, it's just you know something, right?" They weren't really expecting it to get this big, and then look where we are now. Well, so. you got to take in consideration what happened to all the hoopla during H one N one. You know, H one N one killed a lot more people than than uh, Corona. In the United States, mm -hmm. so um, you know, I, I just, I just think the media is just making everybody. It's like fear factor, mm -hmm. and uh, like I said, you know, people are buying. People don't realize that if you just go out and you buy what you need, and you know, you don't panic, all that stuff will just continue to come in. It'll continue to come in. But what's happening is, is they're just overloading the system. 
creating more of a crisis. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's just crazy. I think the issue is just how contagious it is, is what their fear is. Well, okay. People can walk around with they, it for like, what, 14 days, well, be they highly still, contagious and not even know. They still don't know how contagious it, contagious it is. You know, take, for example, the cruise ship that was going to uh, Japan. There was a, a specific cruise ship that went from the origin of where the, the virus started to Japan. And these 4,000 people were on the ship, Right. So those 4,000 people, uh, out of the 4,000, only 17% got it. And you guys got to understand something. These people shared the same ventilation system, uh, you know, the same, uh, you know, the same handrails, the same staircases, same elevators, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no really way to gauge just how, and you know, there's other, uh, there's other studies. It doesn't done mean hundred percent that you're going to get it. Right. Right, and it's not like so. We don't know how contagious it is. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's it's very contagious. <laughs> you just look at what's going on with Italy, and you don't you don't, you know you know that. Well, Italy, stuff. Tim, Tim, Italy's different. Italy has the highest uh, um, age in the in in the world. Basically, I think the average age in Italy is like forty five, and it affects people. That have you know the out affects the elderly big time, and you got to take in consideration, uh, Japan. There's about fifteen percent of people of the males who smoke in Japan, and a lot of those people, uh, you know, they got really sick in the process. Italy has a bad habit of smoking in that town, so I think that's wh- part of the reason why it's it's affecting Italy, and you know, not to mention the fact that. Wow. UK yeah. is blown up for France. Yeah. Lockdown. Greece is, yeah. is, is doing the same thing. Listen, you're dealing with a pandemic. Uh, you know, you're dealing with something that we don't have all the answers right now. And um, we're going kind of off course. Like, I don't think we. Expected <laughs> <to>. <laughs> but yeah. uh, as far as it, it's very serious. And, uh, you know, I mean, just. Uh, you know, it's it's something that you gotta you gotta just uh, wait and see every day. You know, it, it might not affect us, but it might affect our parents. So, it's the type of yeah. thing that you, to, you should just try to, you know, uh, just take a gauge on. Now, as far as E three twenty twenty canceled, um, yeah, it's 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 a big hit to E three. It's a big hit for Xbox because Xbox is uh, leading the cause with E three. And um, it's a big hit for all of us here. I mean, we all met up. We all had a great time. Uh, the people p- portion of it is the best portion of, of, of what goes on with E3 and that whole week. Uh, you know, we share everything together. We go to dinners. We go to parties. You know, we hang out. We laugh. We joke around. We, you know, it's just, it's just a, a great time. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be selfish and say, you know... Uh, uh, mm. Why did they do this? But the bottom line is, is the reason uh, why they they had to make a decision was because E3 is planned. E3 is planned from about March to you know it's January, dude. Yeah, well, January is the thing. They they, they, start, they start taking meetings in January about it. Right, right. But they really ratcheted it up in March, like, and then uh, April Fan Fest comes in, and then. Uh, then they, you know, and South, you know, they work up to rehearsals, uh, you know, planning, you know. Oh, yeah, week, night before, the yeah, week before, yeah, the night before. So, 
I can understand why they canceled it. And um, by the looks of it, it looks like uh, I'd say we're dealing with the four month turnaround. Like you know, maybe you know we we got to really hold tight for a little bit, and uh, hopefully this starts to go down and starts well, to you know. You know there's you know. there's still planning. They're still doing the planning, and they're still rehearsing. Yeah, they well they have a day, uh, digital show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be fair, I mean, everybody's going to watch it that way anyway. There's millions of people who watch that conference. It's going to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. But are we going to be there now? It's not, you know, obviously we're not going to be there. Who uh, who knows? They might do something in regards to that. But Mm -hmm. uh, like they might come out with other ways for us to even interact with it. Right. So. All um, right. Um, So. Let me uh, stop being quiet because I know that gets on Jeremy's nerves. <laughs> um, so let's uh, just for starters, um, it is kind of like a two part thing um, for mm. me. I'm also looking at what is going to happen with E3. I know there's people that say there's nothing wrong with E3, but now we are about to have a situation where all these um companies and individuals that buy into e3 for advertising other every year are going Mm -hmm. to now find other ways of doing that so you're almost making it to where you're giving them a chance for them to see how they could do it without e3 what happens next year when there should be another e3 is e3 gonna come back should it come back in the same capacity that it is should it come back in a different capacity um, I've said this on a couple shows. I've even heard others say it. I honestly feel E3 should be something that is almost like a traveling event um, that like WrestleMania, something that embraces gaming culture and just moves around the United States, not held in the same place two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is now. But the fact that they don't move it around, you know, it's just it's a huge event. There's nothing like it on Earth. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a great event. There's parties everywhere across Los Angeles. There's events. You know, these these people pay for different events. Uh, Bethesda has their own thing. EA has their, it's E3 still a huge deal. So you can't. Well, you guys, think we'll have an E3 next year. I think that's what Centurion's really pushing for. I yeah, don't know. I, They're going to have an E3 next year the way we do it as of. You know, now when everyone you know gets to travel because the economic downside of what's happening right now with everything shutting down, and I already have friends losing their jobs because of this. Um, I don't know how it's going to. I mean, I, I mean, there's no uh, cure for this virus or whatever. You know, uh, it's it's going to affect a lot of people financially in a lot of different ways that we haven't even realized yet. Uh, I think the- more. And that's what I'm saying. There's a cost to everything that they do. So when people start going crazy and start shutting everything down, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can't, hey, the World War Organization events. is calling it a pandemic. I mean, and I think we need to proceed with caution and um, be be careful. And the problem is that people are going to panic and you don't want to be the last line, person in line trying to get your supplies. That's the problem. Like, you want to get as much as you can because everyone else is going overboard, over the top. And then whether you're, you know, 80 years old or 30 years old, if there's nothing left, there's nothing left. I think people are kind of just taking it a little bit too far when it comes to um, shopping. But um, you do have to be yeah. ready, I think. And I got notice just of last night that we, we may be open tomorrow. But as far as the rest of this week, we're shut down. And I'm in the construction industry. 
Well, at least you at know, least you get some time off. But I mean, you got to work. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I mean, we got to pay our bills. But, I mean, I hope they yeah. bills. Would you get Would you get unemployment if if it's uh, shut down? Um, but I even at that so. though, it takes we it takes a couple weeks to get unemployment started. No, okay. Th- this is where we're going into a different territory. Yeah. You know, as far <laughs> as that go, we've never experienced like this anything like this before. So I think you know, I think you know, the government has our back tape. in that regard. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, but let's you know, see. If I they think... bail us out like they bailed out those banks. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, I think, but you know, um, you can... but you know, this is a gaming channel. But it's hard not to think about this. Um, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, um, I, I am paranoid. You know, every time I cough or I see my kids, I, I see their little faces. I mean, I, I'm a family of five. Yeah. You know, they, they sniffle. You know, I get a little nervous. And we were and out kids... Walmart today, yesterday, and they're rolling all on the floor and i'm telling them please get up they're not listening they just try to live their lives you know you're yeah. trying to be you know but uh mm-hmm. it's it's definitely um it's 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 a different time we so live in you know? what a difference the world a year makes go ahead tim really what a difference january makes i mean january through where we are now well, about a year you know i was supposed to be in yeah. seattle this week so yeah i wish <laughs> wow. we could go back i wish we could go back to you know just normalcy, you know. You, you, a lot of things people take this shit for granted, and you know, I can say myself for taking it for granted. And you know, it sucks. It's it is what it is. But you know, uh, we got to do what they tell us to do and and what they want. And hopefully, this just goes away. Now, by next year in March, they might have a a, a vaccine. I think that they're talking about March, twenty twenty one. You know, if that's the case, I'm sure there'll be shortages of that. But uh, mm-hmm. you know. At that point, we'll have a real understanding of, of if we can have these social gatherings. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just, it's just hard not to. Even though it is, we're talking Xbox. It's hard not to really kind of reflect on it because we're in it right now. We're, you know, we're all here, and and, and it sucks. So let's just be honest. I, I want to just ask I've you, been, Tim, really quick. Weekend. How how was it? Well, you were at the garden recently, right? That was like probably one of the last basketball games. Oh, weird, Keep weird, that stub. How was that? that? Was weird. It was like the ghost town. Like <laughs> you, you know, like when you go out. And, you know, when you go in New York City and you're in in Midtown, um, mm. everyone was just you know people were just like trying to stay away from each other. The concession, the concession stands that nobody was going to it. Uh, you know, uh, like he just you could tell it was it was never I never seen something like that in my life. It, it definitely bothered me. It was like it was like a different world. And uh, the only now, the only time the only time I've seen it like that, Tim, and you can vouch for this was the day after 9-11 or the day of and the day yeah. after 9-11. Right. But but people came together. when. Yeah, yeah. This, is, now, this is different. Now, this is like, like repulsion. Now, now, like you cough in front of somebody. <laughs> you people are gonna not like you. Like they're gonna look at you. They're gonna push away from you. Like today, I went to the supermarket and this lady was wearing a mask, and we were walking, you know, towards each other. And she she saw me and she she did a a, a you know a, a vert left. Like she didn't want to be within six feet of me. And I understood yeah. that, but that's just you know that's just the way it is, or that's the way it's gonna be. The you know the when you go out right now and. I don't even know what this to go to a restaurant right now or go out socially. I don't even think you, you, people are doing that anymore. I mean, for myself, I stayed in all weekend. I went shopping today. 
Uh, like Jeremy said, everyone's there's no toilet paper, there's no milk, there's no yeah. eggs. It's like stupid. Like I yeah. tell you what, though, I was coping yeah. with Xbox Live, and Xbox Live went down for me. At least. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? Well, is yeah, that, that was time to panic. That was trending on uh, Twitter yeah, earlier man. today. Like I, I had no issues. I had Xbox uh, Live. I was using it all earlier today but apparently there was a lot of issues i guess everybody you know is doing the whole social isolation thing and uh logging on play some games and i mean under i understand something when we when we uh distance ourselves from other people it's not gonna go away it's not gonna go away because if one person has it again then there's gonna be another outbreak so i i just don't understand you know, the whole, I mean, yeah, you don't want everybody getting it. You don't want everybody to die and stuff like that. That's not what it, you know, <laughs> but. No, um, I, I, don't, I understand what you're saying. See, yeah, you know, but where. So many people that don't follow the rules, too. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So where does it, where does it end? Where, where, do, where do we get our lives back? When do we get our lives back? You know, and it's one of those things where we're just going to have to deal with. I mean, well, maybe it's maybe it's easier for me, and maybe it's easier for Invader because we live in places where, you know, we're already kind of isolated from the the rest of the world. Like, uh, I live in a pretty uh, densely populated area, but oh, you do? Okay, but <laughs> I'm talking about okay for myself, for example. I mean, we have some of the best water in the country. I can go two blocks and and drink from the river over here, and I don't have to worry about food because deer populate our streets. <laughs> Yeah, deer populate our streets. I could just shoot a deer and have meat for an entire year and feed my family. I don't think it's gonna get that bad. I mean, no, I'm just saying, you know, it, well, you're going on last last of us territory. There. I'm just saying, you know, shit. Know, I, I, Jeremy, Jeremy needs to remember he has sent me mail. I have his address. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is that you know, I think Phil mentioned it today, and the big companies, even even Steam, um. You know, with this new uh, this new thing where it's called social distancing, I think it's called basically yeah. that stay home. Um, you know, with that, you're going to see a, a real big uptick. And Phil mentioned it today. He said, you know, he's glad that we're they're able to do that. But with that comes a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, you might you get might get more outages because if everyone is staying home and everyone's trying out gaming. Then guess what? The servers can't hold it; they crash, and that's what happened yeah. tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's just too many people connecting. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, has, it's funny. Over... Go ahead. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, when I looked at my friends friends list over the last couple days, uh, there was the most people I've ever seen on Xbox Live at one time. You know, I don't know if you guys yeah. taking a look at that. No, but, no, um, I, I, I've, heard, and, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard, but even Phil talked about the usage is way up. Like everything is way up mm-hmm. because people are staying home. And, you know, um, I mean, aside for some pictures of some crowded bars and stuff, from what I saw that in, in the Madison Square Garden, for the most people, most people are staying home. Like you could, like, you could literally, you know, get a ticket to california right now from new york in two weeks for like 350 dollars. that that used to be a 700 dollars ticket so yeah. uh you know it's just everything is changing everything is um you know about staying home right now so 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Either you're gonna either gonna live your life or you're not. But the bottom line is, is that uh, we're in for we're in for a little bit of shit for about I would say three months at least. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this starts to subside and we can go back to you know being being Google flights, again. Google flights because I use that and I do the tracking. Two seventeen was the cheapest I've seen round trip from uh, JFK to LAX. I couldn't Damn. believe two seventeen. Wow. wow. But uh, it's funny, though, you mentioned the uh, the isolation too, Tim, because even like for my analytics, for example, Italy's on like a massive lockdown. And I, yeah. I happened to check the uh, geography of where my views are coming from on my own channel today. And I saw a massive spike from Italy in my viewers. So because I've been putting out a lot of guides past couple of months. Wow. Yeah. And I, I did see a noticeable spike from Italy. It's like USA. Uh, Italy and then Canada, but I saw a noticeable spike. I, 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 I gotta keep an eye on that, guys. Anybody who has a channel here, definitely keep an eye on your analytics. Uh, it's very, uh, in well, you know, I hate to say it, but it is just kind of interesting just looking at it from an analytics point of view. But, guys, I, I just I have to ask this because we kind of touched on this, but mm-hmm. just to kind of round things out, um, before this outbreak, uh, even began there were question marks around e3 for well the past couple of years now about its relevancy and you see nintendo had shifted to direct sony's been doing away from e3 as well for the past couple of years and there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of uncertainty about it well just for the past couple of years really do you guys think that this uh outbreak do you think that it puts a nail in the coffin of e3 like going to the future so when you're at e3 there is no uncertainty you know it's so busy it's so packed the hotels are so full you know everybody's doing something you know it's just it's crazy uh it's not e3 is not going away i don't think now there there may be new ways to present certain things like you know the microsoft uh briefing uh nintendo briefing sony briefing they might do something differently as far as that goes but as far as you know the the industry gathering in one place uh you know to take a look at some of these upcoming games i don't think that's going away because there's still value in uh getting together uh letting the fans play it you know, whether it's through social media, uh, writing blogs about going back and, and talking about their experience. And you still can't do that uh, unless, you know, unless you're some sort of insider and they mail you the bait, you know, they mail you some sort of demo. So there has to be a new way of getting it across to the player uh, or to the consumer or to the media as far as that goes, you know, so. Well- for for the question, I think that because two things I think that that point that bode well for Xbox to have another E3. Although I feel that uh, in its tra- in its traditional sense, although I do feel that it is in a bit of jeopardy because yeah. they could have something this year that goes on and it's 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 a big success. But the two things is, is that Phil is on the ESA board and he is a very uh, proponent of having. E3, Xbox, and the second thing is uh, Xbox is the Microsoft Theater. So they have two things that that right there are going to point them in the direction of having E3 uh, next year in its traditional sense. Uh, I do think that uh, if we do have these restrictions on gatherings and stuff like that even a year later, uh, then it will be off, but I 
do think that by that time, we will have uh, passed this uh, unfortunate time and we will be in a, in a, in a different place uh, mentally and people can go out and, you know, back to baseball games, football games, big gatherings, whether it's, you know, you're going to have the presidential debates and you have all these things that are coming up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, you're going to have, you know, you're going to want crowds there. So I don't think this is going to be a new way of life. It's just something that we got to get through for the next three months. I see the people in the chat complaining about us. We're talking about it. Mm. I understand. I understand <laughs> that, but it's just this is just so, uh, you know, um, you know, it's such a big deal. It's kind of hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so, Tim. I'm just trying to stay positive, man. I am the big t- thing for me is the economic portion of this, and this is a game changer for everybody. I don't care how much money you think you have; it goes quick when you don't make it. Um, so that's my only concern. I hope that people are able to, you know, to survive and we buy our video games, you know, because what we do, our hobby, we love. And um, I don't know. I just I'm hoping for the best. Um, and huh, I don't know. I'm just it's hard to stay positive. I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying. Or we came out, though. Let's talk mm-hmm. about something else. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll tell you what, guys, we'll move, definitely move on to another topic. But again, everybody just. You know, stay safe and, uh, you know, try to be, you know, very reasonable with uh, how you go about things. Maybe, you know, second think uh, your interactions and such. Just an idea. But, uh, okay, we're going to move on to other news. And it seems like Microsoft has some more information to share about the Xbox Series X soon. With the cancellation of GDC, Microsoft is now hosting two days of live streams on Mixer for March 17th and 18th. Now, the topics during these live streams include inclusive game design, Gears 5 accessibility setting, and a very interestingly titled Xbox Series X plus Project X Cloud equals new chapter in gaming. Now, with a title like that highlighting the new console and xCloud, do you guys think that we'll hear how players will access the service on the new console? Nobody, huh? What happened? <laughs> you know what? I literally stepped away no, <laughs> when I, he was asking I, the question. Uh, as far as that, 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 um, yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, last week I teased uh, something and it didn't come to fruition, but I did ask during the week, uh, you know, if that thing is still going. And they, you know, the response I got was um, that, you know, it was, it was delayed to next week, maybe because of E3. I didn't really pry, but. Um, I do think that uh, next week we're going to get a, a lot of news tomorrow, maybe, uh, you know, and uh, with this Xbox series and X, uh, Project X Cloud, I think they're going to go through a lot of stuff as far as, you know, we'll finally get our answers uh, or we'll get some type of, of vision that they have uh, with what they're going to do with X Cloud and, and how they're going to interact it. Um, but yeah, uh, for this, and like I said, there, there might be some other stuff. Uh, next week, we might get some stuff that we can actually uh, get some new new information and, and stuff that we can, you know, talk about. And it'll be a, a it'll be nice. It'll be nice because uh, we kind of need it right now. We need some info and take our minds off of everything. But um, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to the 17th and 18th and. You know, maybe tomorrow. Hopefully, that you know something will pop across my screen at nine a.m. But um, hey, do you so think uh, they're going to show some games? Hopefully, 
No, no games. This is just technical talk at this point. I think okay. they want to with GDC canceled. You know, Xbox was going to be at GDC, and yeah. um, you know, they, they, obviously because of the, the the news and everything, they 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 canceled it. But they wanted to have uh, a panel to talk about this stuff and to give us some type of uh, insight on the, the technical nature of of what's coming out uh you know we might actually learn about lockhart hope maybe this week um and you think they'll give you the full specifications or you think they're gonna well i mean they're pretty i don't think they're gonna fully go full but they're pretty much given a lot on on series x they've given the teraflop count um Mm. i do think that they are not gonna give i think this is gonna be more of a technical overview um, for the developers and for the mm. people that you know, uh, you know that that do this stuff, but it'll also be some information for us, the you know enthusiasts and stuff like that, that we'll talk about. We might get, like I said, we might get some information finally on what they're doing with Lockhart. Uh, so I do think that next week or to or or this you know upcoming week, uh, we're now, gonna get a, a nice bit of info. Now, when you're referring to uh, you know the technical side for people to. Are you referring to like, uh, you know, how developers can, um, right, like uh, enhance their titles? You know, their older right. titles. Okay, so you might mm-hmm. hear some stuff on VRS. You might okay. hear some stuff on uh, uh, DXR, which is their, or I think it's DXR, which is their um, uh, ray tracing solution that they uh, that they they have. Uh, Built into the API, you can hear DX12 stuff. So, speaking uh, of ray tracing, has anybody ever? Have you guys ended up uh, checking out that Minecraft ray tracing? I haven't seen. Yeah, it, I've no. seen it. Yeah, I've seen some, yeah. some ray tracing stuff. Uh, it's very impressive, but yeah. uh, well, I guess we'll see how they implement it. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the for the for the Minecraft stuff, it's really it's really cool. Yeah, it's like a different game. Does anyone know the deal with the whole Apple like X Cloud thing? Like, why is the rollout so different? Yeah, and there's only right. one game on it. Like, what the hell? Whoa. Here it has mm. something to do with like Apple's like how many I don't know how many games they how they're use. locked down yeah. and everything. Yeah, Apple's a little stringent with their uh, rules apparently, or they have a very uh yeah they're very different with the way that they handle things with their uh, store and apps and whatnot, but. Um, yeah, I am. I'm really excited to hear what Xbox obviously has in store for uh, when they say a new chapter in gaming. For example, that gets me very curious. Um, maybe like what Tim said, uh, I'd be curious to see if they showed off anything with Lockhart or whatever uh, mm-hmm. improvements. I mean, obviously, if you're ta- if the rumor is that Lockhart's going to be like heavily invested with the the cloud, then I could definitely see them showing off something like that. Uh, and yeah, you know what? We could use a sizable chunk of news like Tim was uh, alluding to because we haven't really heard much since, oh, well, what, probably, uh, man. Well, a couple been, weeks ago when, yeah. they, when, they just, when they showed the teraflops. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I just kind of like what they're doing. You know, they were at the Game Awards. They dropped that huge bomb there. And then a couple weeks later, they announced something. And then a couple weeks, like you said, with the teraflops. They've just been slowly, slowly... Uh, you know, dropping these little tidbits everywhere, these little breadcrumbs. It's getting everybody, uh, you know, pretty excited. Just, uh, you know, you want to see something like, 
obviously what Jeremy was saying, you know, will they show any games? It's hard to say. Although I've heard that In Exile is going to be showing off something. I think Double Fine as well is going to be a part of a talk, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know if they'll show off anything in particular, but that would get... Either way, I, I just I really want to see more about the ecosystem and just have them talk about the Series X in general and the cloud. I just hope they don't, like, shoot overshoot their, you know the expectations for people and then they under deliver because it's really, it's a trying time right now with the new generation coming out. And then it, I'm just worried that, you know, they're, they're going to just try to do too much because you don't know what, we don't know what PlayStation is doing. So, you know, what, yeah, I hear you. You know, there is some concern as far as Xbox showing all the cards, but I think, you know, I think Phil knows what he's doing in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to see confidence, right? And I do really like them, uh, yeah. you know, coming out with a little bit of, you know, strutting their stuff kind of because this generation, they've kind of, you know, played their cards close to them. They haven't been as forthright as they used to be back in the day, right? When they no, yeah. see, I disagree on that part because if you guys remember the start of the year, Xbox used to go MIA for a good, you know, what, five months. You know, we ne- now we get ye- now it seems like we get news weekly. You know, every every week there's something that either Phil Spencer releases. I think he realizes that now, uh, where we're starting to get news every single week. And to well, me, yeah, just, our appetite is insatiable. That's why. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think uh, I think they understand that now for some reason now, but um, it wasn't like that before. <clears throat> mm-hmm. but it would just be very interesting to see what they announce i mean obviously even the guys in the chat uh, nine lives is looking forward to some uh, more news dreadpool others think yeah there's a lot yeah, apparently the others think uh, turn 10 is supposed to be there as well maybe they'll show off some tech that would be very interesting uh you know turn 10 has been very quiet uh yeah guys it would just be i'm uh, very curious to see uh centurion do you have any thoughts on the matter Man, I've been trying to figure out what to say because I don't know why. When I was in purgatory there, I had a thought and then it got scattered. I'm like, oh, there it went. Purgatory in limbo. It's limbo, actually. That's right, limbo. It's actually the green room. We hang out there, just chill. (laughs) Um, So this whole situation with Xbox, I really do hope they do put out some information here soon. Um, are they going to stick to the same schedule they already got established? Because GDC was around what, what t- around when? I uh, would have been what a week ago, something like that. Oh, GDC would have been a week ago. So yeah, now at this point, okay. So they are. I guess we are going into that mode where they could release information at any time with no warning whatsoever. Um, so it's going to make in, uh, things real interesting going forward. Um, I'm kind of wondering who's going to release their price tag first. Um, and also I'm just, I don't want to be that guy, but I see it being talked about more and more. Is there that potential that the consoles could be delayed until 2021? Yeah. You know what? The possibility. Definitely a possibility. I, I, I see that. I see that happening. Cause you know, uh, with the trade, you know, system the way it is, 
You, I mean, there's there's apps you can look at. And you see all these ships that are just stuck outside of China, waiting to go around the world, you know, deliver goods. So that I mean, there's such a backlog as it is right now. We're not even talking about in six months when you know these consoles are supposed to come out, uh, you know, in the industry. So yeah, I I think I think it might be prudent in the next couple of months to say, hey, you know what, we're gonna have to just we're gonna have to delay it. Let alone the games that are coming out too. I mean, don't 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 be surprised when you have more game delays. I mean, a lot of these uh, companies, you know, they have studios they work, you know, work in, but um, I guess they'll have to get used to now working from home. You know, props to Move Studios, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think there's. I don't think it's going to delay any games because uh, you know these people, like like you said, they're going to work from home. A la Moon Studios, you know, they're the best at it. Uh, seems like it anyway, but um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to affect that. But as far as the console space goes, I think for sure uh, you're, you're probably going to. Unfortunately, you're going to see the uh, the X Series X probably get delayed here as well as the PlayStation. I th- I think the certainty it's going to get delayed. Like I said, yeah. look at you know all these these companies shutting down their their warehouses and stuff like that. You know these like right now the components need to be built right now. And if these places are closed, it's just, you know, it's just going to bottleneck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, according to other zinc in the chat, a lady from AMD said, no, there will not be a delay. Uh, oh, wow. All lady. of their product <laughs> doesn't come from China. So <laughs> I think China, China is the least of our worries right now. See, but the only thing is she's speaking. There won't be a delay through AMD. We're talking about a very complicated chain that has been a very complicated and unstable chain that has been created over the years um, where we're talking about, you know, factory workers showing up to do the assembly process, the factory itself being able to operate in general. Uh, transportation issues, getting it from the factory to the retailers. Yeah. Are the retailers going to be open? Because look at you know all the crap that's going down. Everybody's staying home in certain yeah. areas. I'm just saying yeah. it's a, it's a very complicated it, thing. There might not be a delay a through AMD cycle. It, it's yeah. such a vicious yeah. cycle because it, like when I said transportation or you know the the trades, it's just not just you know ships and and you know street the uh, trains. It's you know the trucks and yeah. transportation. It's, it's everything. In South, you would know above everybody else because you work in that kind of environment. So it's like, and, you know. And right now, it's so, like, I've never seen it this slow. And like I said, yeah. I, I could show you screenshots of, like, because we're waiting on all this stuff to come in. And yeah. there, there's just, there's li- literally thousands of ships, like, all around, you know, the, the Asia, you know, waters just waiting mm-hmm. to, you know, go around the world. And it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh well, again, we just have to uh, wait and see because uh, you know, that's a long way off right now. But uh, it's something to keep in mind, anyways. Um, I know for me but personally, yeah, but, but, I, I but can also wait. remember what was it? Jason Schreier was just saying two months ago that oh, Xbox is going to be uh, behind everything else. So really, are we really that far away that there, there wouldn't be no delay? That you know, yeah. anything can happen that'll wrink, put a wrinkle on it. Well, when you're talking about production, no, you're right. It's just as far as the information goes that they tell us, uh, you know, we might have to wait a bit. We'll we'll, we'll see, though, guys. Um, a lot is still up in the air. But, uh, you know, let's move on, fellas, to 
a game that just came out this past week, a very big game. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is finally out, the hotly anticipated sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, and there has been a lot of talk about it, and a lot of positive comments and praises, and it also seems to be reviewing extremely well. As uh, Tim was saying, I think it's about a 90 on uh, Metacritic, but it's been bouncing up and down, and I know a few of us on the panel have played it, so let's share our thoughts on the game Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, guys, who's played it? So, um... I'm almost finished with the game. I'm probably about an hour or two away from being done with it. Um, Ori uh, 2 is, you know, it's one of the greatest games ever made. I'm telling you right now. And for it to receive an 89, it's a travesty in all of gaming. Uh, I understand, er, you know, early it had some frame rate issues and there were some game breaking bugs, but uh, there's a patch out now and, you know, update your score. You know, because this game is everything that you can possibly want from a title. You know, it has great graphics. It has great gameplay. The controls are some of the best in, in the industry. It has great characters, something that was lacking in the original game. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, it has great characters. Uh, level design is top notch. It's better than it's ever been. Uh, the music is probably some of the best i've ever heard in any on any platform whether it's whether it's movies whether it's it's video games whether it's any kind of music um the list goes on and on you know ori 2 it really is a complete package when it comes to gaming and there's never ever been a game just quite like it even beside you know even the first one i go as far as saying that uh, it's probably the best platforming game of all time. Yes, even better than some of the Mario games. Um, you know, so it's a special title that Xbox desperate, uh, desperately needed uh, in a time where, you know, we, we had some questions about some of their gaming, you know, mm -hmm. some of the games that are being released. Um, I mean, it really is an amazing title. Mm -hmm, absolutely and i like i'm with you on this jeremy because uh yeah i've been playing it the past uh, week as soon as it got released and i'm only i've only just passed the uh the windmill levels um i you know i was looking forward to this game and honestly i didn't think that i would be enjoying it as much as i am i'm really enjoying the narrative and the the world that they've added to that what moon studio has done and what you talked about as well there's a lot of interactions going on in the game and just it's so refreshing what they're doing because before i mean i, I loved or in the blind forest but it felt a little empty at times and now you have all these interactions going on there's all these characters that you get to meet in the game and it's just really Again, very refreshing. And also the action in the game, the combat, the combat is absolutely astounding. I just, I can't believe, uh, you know, the different options that you have right at the beginning of the game. And it's just, it's a lot, I, I just really find the game fun. And also this goes without saying, but with my experiences with the game, just, it's gorgeous. There's such beautiful environments and even the little interactions too. You brush by everything. You brush by everything in the game, the way that you interact and everything just kind of, ah, oh, there's a nice flow to it. There's a nice interaction. I just really uh, appreciate that. Uh, the game is absolutely gorgeous. The music, the graphics, the animation go perfectly together. Um, I'm about maybe three hours in, but I am enjoying every last minute of this game. I wish I was playing right now. 
Um, I just I can't say enough about this game. Uh, right now, my favorite, I guess, uh, option to use is that. I guess you get to pick which weapon, I guess, uh, style of attack you want to have this hammer thing. I don't, I don't know what it was called, but you kind of swing it around and have yeah. this huge. Oh, I love that. Yeah, dude, <laughs> me too. As soon as I picked it up, as soon as I picked it up. Sorry for interrupting, but it's like I. It was one of the first things I selected uh, mm-hmm. for those abilities, and as soon as I saw that you had this massive club, this massive hammer, it was just like, oh, you know what? I'm going for it. It's like a Thor hammer or something is what I prefer. Yeah. <laughs> I look at it as my little Thor hammer but uh the game is it's a masterpiece I, I just that's all i got man it's just an absolute masterpiece man i wish if you own an xbox you should own this damn game man it's on game pass now, this is a, so, this is a system seller to me this is a system seller it sells yeah, game pass it's gorgeous now <laughs> now you have games like red dead redemption and uh the witcher 3 who have their you know their game in zelda breath of the wild who where it feels like a living breathing world and I don't think it's ever been done before to where, um, you know, Ori 2, I'm just going to call it Ori 2, but it feels, it's never been but done before as far as a 2D world feeling like it's a living, breathing world inside. You know, the characters are there. Uh, just the art direction is amazing. Just everything about the game um, uh, is it, just top notch. And it's it's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that too, because you know what would you call Ori like a Metroidvania type of game? Yeah, like, and, and I've just I, never I, seen that before. Like this, right? I've never of- seen it before in gaming. So they really, as far as making it feel like a living, breathing world, it's never been done before. As far as two D goes, how do you guys feel about this? Um, for me, it's a triple A in my book. The level, the, the amount of work they put into this game, I, I would say this is a definite triple A. Oh yeah. Uh, Game. Well, I don't know if you can classify it as a full-on AAA, but that mm-hmm. it doesn't really need to be to be discussed in that in that vein because I think Jeremy pointed it out. It might be the best platformer uh, or two D type uh, Castlevania game of all time. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm about ten hours in. Uh, I am thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, Gareth Coker to me is one of the most talented composers mm-hmm. uh in gaming today and i do think that he is s- such a talent that he is actually um he, he has a lot is a lot of a lot of a lot of places he can go with what he does i think um <laughs> he is so good at what he does the the the, the everything that's the, like you said the flow of the game everything flows correctly uh the platforming the the combat the music, the sound effects, uh, you know, the world is, is just so awesome. So many good characters, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, the, the start of the game, you like, just the way it starts, just amazing. Um, yeah, How- I would say, honestly, this is one of the must-have games this generation um, for Xbox. Uh, smart that they got this uh, IP, because I think it's a killer IP, uh, I've heard. Uh, through some, um, you know, some channels that uh, you're talking about five times the sales of uh, Ori Blind Forest, uh, you know, um, and that's including Game Pass too. And that's no, that's not including Game Pass. So that just gives you an idea of mm. what's going on here. And as you guys remember, Ori and the Blind Forest sold a lot. So 
This mm-hmm. game is a massive financial success, it looks to me. Uh, they were very smart to make it physical. Uh, they didn't make it only digital only, so you can go into a GameStop. Uh, you can go to a Walmart, uh, even though we don't go to those places anymore, but uh, you, you can go anywhere in Toys R Us and you can get a physical copy uh, of this game. So, uh, you know, they, they nailed it, and I'm very happy to hear that it's doing very well. I heard that the the uh, development wasn't the easiest, but they are one of these studios that does everything from home. So they're kind of unique in that aspect. Uh, I heard they're up to 80 developers now. So mm-hmm. Moon is, uh, you know, their next game might be multiplied, but they have really done a great job here. Uh, you know, we had Thomas Mahler on the show, and he said he expected a 90 or higher, and I know he, he was really uh, gung-ho about it. So, But I'm happy that he's, you know, it's 90 right now with 52 reviews. Now, um, now wouldn't you agree, Tim, that it's the game – is oh it's above 90 yeah i think though the te- technical aspects of it the you know the droppings and stuff like yeah. that uh you could deduct two or three points but if it was a perfect game let's say that it had no performance issues and for the, it makes me laugh for the people who like like make fun of it say this is a you know it's a td side scroller uh when you look at this game on an oled and you look at it with hdr uh, the graphics and the, the game is just absolutely gorgeous. You know, it's 60 frames per second on the X, which is not easy. Um, you know, it does drop a lot, but I, I, it does have it does have its stutters. But uh, you know, you're also dealing with, you know, a developer that's not, uh, you know, it's not the biggest of developers, but they've gotten bigger yeah. and they they probably could have shared it up, but but the bottom line is yes, Jeremy. I do think it's like a ninety two, ninety three. If it'd be like a ninety seven if Nintendo releases. <laughs> right. Speaking of physical copies, they did a great, a hell of a job with you know for fifty bucks giving you that collector's edition, um, which yeah. I heard it sold like crazy. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I had some, te- I had some technical difficulties early on. This was before uh, the update. You know, and um, once the update took place, it was a day after uh, there was another. I think there was a total of two updates that got sent out. The second update, I have I've had zero issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, once once or twice. Hitching there and there, but nothing bad. Yeah, yeah. And then when the action gets really crazy and there's a bunch of sprites and uh, lots of, uh, you know, when you're when you're when you're in combat and stuff like that, and there's lots of light sourcing that goes on, yeah, it could stutter. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just it's a perfect game. Uh, how yeah. about we haven't even spoke about those uh, boss battles? Mm-hmm. How about those yeah, boss so battles? You you you, uh, you have always asked for that, so I don't yeah. want to give away too much spoilers. Oh my god, I was like, holy shit! Uh, some of some one of the things that that it really was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the chat asked for an Ori 3. Uh, I do think that, seeing that Xbox owns this IP, that you could get an Ori in the, uh, uh, an Ori 3, but I don't think it, I think it would be something that they, you know, would make a AAA. I don't know, I don't know necessarily know if, 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 um, if Moon Studios would do it, uh, like I said, I, I think it would be something more of a you know they would go 3D and 
and and how because I just think that that the overall character and the IP is very very strong, um, mm-hmm. but how they would go mm-hmm. about it, uh, I think it would be on a bigger scale. Um, and I don't know which developer that would that would take it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be Moon. Well, remember Thomas uh, when he was speaking with us uh, back in December. He, uh, you know, the initial concept was they didn't. Even, well, he felt that they they didn't really want to do a sequel, but you know, eventually yeah, there was so much. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to go forward with it. a lot of people in the studios. That's what kicked it in gear. Well, I th- I think we're gonna see a sequel. Just I mean, you know, a third game, but just not anytime soon. It's probably gonna be in another. You know, at least six to ten years before right. we see another yeah now, xbox owns the or i cannot believe that the moon did not <laughs> secure the rights for this this ip mm-hmm. um i do think that was a big mistake on their part uh because i think that they're a studio that um i don't think that their next game i would say is going to be a multi-plat i don't think that they're uh as you would say i think thomas didn't want to be purchased by Xbox. I heard that, that uh, he, he's always said that. And I do think that he might want to, you know, uh, make a game that's for all platforms to see how, how, how it does. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo included, uh, because I know that uh, they have kind of a, a nice relationship there. Um, or they see that as a potential. Uh, so, you know, I think for them to lose this IP or to not secure it was a huge mistake. I think it's a big, big game for Xbox. Yeah, I think there was reasons for that. And the reasons being is when you're a developer who is unknown and, you know, you'll do anything to get your game uh, on on a platform. I think that's the reason. But uh, I think the team is creative enough and has enough talent now to where they can do whatever they want with any company. You know, they've proven that with these two games. I think they deserve that right to where they can develop uh, whatever game they want uh, for however much uh, money is needed to make it. You know, I think Thomas has proven uh, now that he deserves that and his team deserves that. And despite the circumstances, they didn't let the, you know, their deal with Microsoft stop them from putting their heart and soul into this game. And it shows. It yeah. definitely shows. <clears throat> hmm. I just, I, uh, I, I was looking forward to this game, but I'll admit it wasn't on the top of my list. But guys, I ended up, you know, obviously downloading it. And man, it just, I cannot believe how much they expanded on the combat, like the offensive and the defensive abilities. I'm just amazed by what I'm playing. And you guys talked about the boss battles. I'm currently in, I just went into the uh, like snowy area. I don't want to spoil anything again, but like, yeah, I'm a little of a ways in there, and I just I can't believe how massive the levels are, and just the amount of detail and color on the enemies, the backgrounds. Man, the Moon Studios have done an outstanding job with this game. It would you guys rate this as th- for this gen? Is it Xbox's best IP this gen? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the best uh, game Xbox has produced up to this point. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like best hmm. new IP this gen. Like when you're, you know, you look at the Xbox One's library of the unique games they put out. Games like 
you look at Rise or Quantum Break. Again, I'm just, you know, spitting out a few games here. Uh, but, you know, what's your guys' take? Because Ori, it's just, it is so phenomenal. So if we do categories, I would definitely say it's the their best action side-scroller. Uh, oh my platform. I mean, what do you? I mean, because you know, I like I like Sea of Thieves too. It's just a different type of game, so I think that should be a factor, right? I mean, and then I like Titanfall as far as the shooter, and that's a uh, that's theirs. <clears throat> it's only on Xbox and well PC, but well, when you look no. at just you know, when you just on your hand, you just look at the awards and uh, the prestige and the. Um, you know the way people are talking. It's you know it's one of these games where Xbox has never had, you know, had this kind of success. I mean, I'm I'm talking about this generation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely- guys, guys in the chat, sorry, Jeremy. Just they like people are bringing up Forza, and no, it's just we're just talking about new IP this gen. Like Forza has been around since the original. But obviously, Forza is awesome. Don't don't get us wrong. But for this gen, uh. You know, is Ori the best new IP that they've put out? So, sorry, continue, Jeremy. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm done. I just wanted to clarify that in the the chat. I would definitely say it's probably one of the... It is the most recognizable, for sure. Most popular, probably more than likely. Um, Definitely... um, it kind of sucks saying that, considering there's been some really good games, in my opinion, that come out this gen. Um, yeah. Xbox does have games. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion. True but indeed. Defi- definitely, uh, Ori has uh, set itself apart, though, as being definitely the, probably the most successful new IP outside of Sea of Thieves. I know a lot of people have checked out Sea of Thieves, but we all know that everybody's loving Ori and Sea of Thieves. Ye- you either like it or you don't like it. There's no in between, really, with Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, but definitely, uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the franchise going forward into the future. Because, um, like you said, um, Moon Studios, or well, at least Thomas said, he doesn't like working on the same project for too long. So it does mm-hmm. seem very logical that a, a different studio altogether would be working mm-hmm. on something. I wish, I wish they that. would take over Recore. I mean, when I, th- I can't <laughs> help but to think of, of, you know, when you think of platforming, I, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, the platforming in Recore was amazing. And so was, um, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed Recore as one of these mm-hmm. games where it's kind of like under Moon, the radar. Would it take over something like that? I mean, I don't know how that would all entail. I would have to do the research and everything, but I just, that I mean, you add some more production that you know into that mm. game, and you got yourself a hit. Here's know. a question for you guys because the other day, Moon Moon Studios had uh, tweeted out to Rare about uh, you know something Banjo Kazooie related, and you know that's a mm. platforming game. Uh, do you think that they'd be interested in taking over another uh, Microsoft IP and experimenting with that? Let them. Uh, yeah, I hope so because Rare uh, hasn't been on a good track record in in a while, in a while. They need to step their game. They need to step their game up uh, over there as far as that goes. But mm. well, yeah. poor rare. Uh, yeah, poor rare. Uh, Shock. Have you uh, played any of uh, Ori? Are you interested in playing it at all? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I didn't get too much too deep. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I like the story uh, where it's actually trying to use some storytelling and stuff this time around. I like a little bit deeper. Shock, what are you watching? 
Are you watching novellas? All right. Is there a Kinsieta going on? I think he's having a party. <laughs> I want to answer that question too, Invader. He's um, watching a DMC kind of put it out there on why, because I'm pretty sure Jeremy's like, oh my God, since Raiden's being silent. With all the events of this week <laughs> and the fact that me and my wife work too much, we had to go put some food in our house, which was an experience. And I have had little to no time. I have downloaded the game, but I have yet to turn it on. Um, but I listened to some of that um, experience. I think last night wasn't it? <laughs> you were tetrising stuff in your freezer. Oh Quoting God, <laughs> we were fit- yeah, definitely. Megatron hung out. Me and Megatron hung out last night. Played some division. Uh, he listened to me fi- uh, try to fit stuff into my freezer uh, before we did that. So yeah, definitely. That's how much multitasking I'm doing. Xbox party chat and kitchen work at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, sorry, shock that we caught you in the middle of Frozen Two. Uh, <laughs> 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 that sounded like. <laughs> oh uh, man, it's the best part. They just call me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, we'll move on. But Ori, obviously, Ori Two, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, fantastic game. I know we all have different preferences, uh, guys in the chat. But uh, it definitely is a, a game that everybody should check out. I highly recommend it, as do most of the people on the panel. Uh, you're definitely missing out. Definitely. And I can't wait to continue on in that. But uh, we'll go on to other news. And honestly, I think all of our bodies are ready for this one. Uh, Reggie, Reggie Philomay, former president of Nintendo America, is joining GameStop's board of directors the retail chain gamestop has been going under big changes as its revenue and stock seem to be well plummeting and has been for well a few years now and (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and you know what Uh, we've seen them transition to carrying toys funko pops board games and other merchandise and in a tweet recently Reggie stated that the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop and that he looks forward to being a part of GameStop's board and helping to make this happen. So, guys, obviously, GameStop has been, well, it's been having a rough few years, to say the least, especially with the rise in prominence of digital distribution and downloads. Do you think Reggie having Reggie on board GameStop can turn things around, or is it just too much of a sinking ship at this point? Uh, he's gonna have to pull a rabbit out of the hat because I don't know. He's gonna have to absolutely transform uh, what GameStop is, and yeah, GameStop has made the transformation. Uh, you know, selling. Um, you know, now they sell digital content. They sell used games still. They sell new titles. But that wasn't their bread and butter. What made GameStop a success was uh, the whole fact that you can uh, buy a new game there, trade it in for a, a fraction of the price of what you paid for it. And then they turn around and they sell it for a profit. And since they can't do that anymore or do that effectively anymore, it's going to be interesting how Reggie, what, what kind of plans Reggie has for um, for the company. But Reggie has a, a again, he has a, tra- a track record, record of, you know, transforming the business, uh, you know, before, uh, before Reggie, you could say that Nintendo 
was in trouble before Reggie, you know, and, and then when he came by, uh, he was in instrumental in launching like the Wii and the DS and the 3DS uh, and the Switch. And he really made Nintendo a super profitable company. You know, it's yeah, Nintendo is maybe maybe they're looked at like a, you know, the the ugly duckling in the group, but people still love Nintendo. It has the characters um, and they are extreme. Nintendo's an extremely profitable company. No doubt mm -hmm. about it. Doesn't matter how well they're doing. They just, they're just profitable. Um, so I'm curious what he's, what he's, what he's going to be, be doing. Um, I don't know if he's part of that transition as far as them, uh, you know, bringing in the PCs and having it be more of a um, a place for people to gather and play games. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be part of it, but uh, I, I think maybe you're going to see something in the lines of uh, competitive gaming uh, at GameStop. Now they can they could launch like teams or something like that. And you could see maybe this day and age with the coronavirus, they had to put oh that my on pause. That shit ain't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I want to hear some of your ideas of maybe something that he can bring to the table that maybe GameStop hasn't thought of yet. I mean, the guy the guy has a Harvard, uh, not a Har Harvard. He would. What school did he go to? Um, fuck, I don't remember. But anyway, he has College. a. Uh, huh. Nassau Community College. <laughs> oh, very impressive uh, yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he, has, he, he definitely has the degree for that i'll tell you that and he's transformed businesses in the past so yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting what he does and you know nintendo went through a big face change with reggie and he was a big marketer you know reggie was was larger than life uh, to nintendo fans and when he left Nintendo really felt it, you know, it was one of these things where people took, you know, went back and said, oh, man, and Reggie's leaving because he was almost like a, a mythical figure, kind of like uh, Miyamoto is and, and you know, some of these other guys mm -hmm. uh, over at Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think he he's an excellent pickup for them. <clears throat> and if anybody can revive this company i think it's somebody like himself but the question is what exactly can he do to really you know combat right. where the industry is going so yeah for, for him it's gonna be interesting I, I think that he's gonna have some good ideas i think that that uh it's possible if if you you know instead of you know try to ride the digital end end of it or try to be a part of it somehow um, and they're gonna have to have some creative thinking. But um, if there's one guy that can can fix something or get something to work, it's it's a guy like him. So I will give GameStop a a big uh, credit for getting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, I don't know how he's gonna. Like you said, you have to pull a rabbit out of the hat. And uh, I don't. I think we're going. We're way going away from digital. So that digital portion of what they used to do is is pretty much gone. And yeah. uh, I like the fact that we have a, uh, a, a. This is the only gaming retailer we have that's dedicated to gaming. So I like that. I think he's a, a good choice from what I've heard from behind the scenes. And yeah, I just I like that we have a, a store where we can just walk in and it's all about games. And I I hope he really turns this company around. Yeah. 
Um, I don't want to see GameStop go. Uh, you know, there's their tra- their transformation into a specialty retailer. Uh, you know, they, they knew they couldn't stay afloat with them st- selling T-shirts and board games and toys. You can't mm-hmm. stay afloat like that if you're a company, um, especially when you have the uh, the amount of stores that they do. You know, what made Nintendo, what made GameStop profitable, like I said, was their ability to sell you. Okay, they pushed the new titles and their ability to sell the used titles when you trade those games in, and that was their profitability. And not to mention that it only took uh, a couple a couple of people to run uh, some of these places. And um, you know, some of their, you know, back in the day when when I used to be uh, a manager at GameStop, um, this was back in the day, but. Um, you know the some of these stores used to rake in. Uh, you know, I'm talking about as far as the their P and L reports of profit, profit and loss reports. Some of these stores were raking in, you know, anywhere from a hundred k to um, you know two hundred k to some of the busier stores in malls, which you know rent was a lot higher then. So some of them maybe maybe it was eighty k for that. So it wasn't much when rent was paid and all the bills were paid. These stores weren't raking in a lot of money as it is because you don't make you don't make a lot of money off the systems. You make a lot of money off those used games, and that was their bread and butter. Now it's gone. Who knows what they're going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Well, they've they've lost the cotton see. I think it's kind of funny. Um, Reggie fixed Nintendo. Nintendo has fans. There's people that live, breathe, sweat, everything Nintendo. I don't see people going out of their way to go get GameStop swag for starters. Um, GameStop has a reputation that now supersedes their old business model of, you know, bring in used games and resell them to turn yeah. a profit. But it's almost like the employees now aren't really able to discuss gaming as much as they would like to. They have to ask what kind of cell phone you got. They got to try to push warranties. They got to sell you this. They got to sell you that. That business model has always been there. You know, that, that, that was, I feel like it was never in your, as in your face as it is now. No, it, it was worse back. It was cutthroat back in the days. Back in the days, uh, if you didn't hit your numbers, you they would cut you loose. You know See, the average. I'm, I've I nowadays back in the day, you could ask a GameStop employee on a recommendation. Now, when yeah. I say back in the day, I'm talking like Halo Three back in the day. Yeah, I feel like at least during those days, I could trust a GameStop employee. The vast majority of them. Um, and I know that not every GameStop employee is like this, but I have actually had GameStop employees lie to me purely because they were more of a PlayStation fan. It has definitely become mm-hmm. more biased for some reason. Oh, no, GameStop you, and Best Buy. So, <laughs> Centurion, you got to remember a lot of their employees. I'm not talking about management. Okay, management. Uh, I'm sure you've dealt with management before at GameStop. They know, you know, one thing, but some of their game advisors. They're kids. You know, this is their first job. This is their first gig. And you can say that they're not experienced enough to where you're going to walk in and, you know, and they're going to know, you know, what the latest, greatest uh, title is or the system is or what the specs are. So, you know, we can't really take, you know, we can't really at fault them, but 
again, it's up to the manager's responsibility to make sure that these people are trained enough and well equipped to help out, uh, help out their people, you know, help out their customers. You know, I just, I don't know. I will definitely say, I just hope Reggie um, helps kind of change a little bit of that because that is one of the biggest thing that people do not like about GameStop is the minute you go into a GameStop nowadays, you may might as well be at a used car dealership. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. And it's interesting, too, because Reggie wasn't the only one that uh, they picked up, too. They actually hired a few different uh, people for the uh, the boards. They have a former Walmart executive joining and even the current president and CEO of PetSmart, which is kind of interesting <laughs> but uh yeah i mean reggie reggie for example he would know how you know to push uh you know what to push because he's been through obviously successful products with the nintendo switch nintendo wii but he's also gone through the bad times with nintendo too with uh for example the wii u right that was mm-hmm. a pretty rough time so uh well that was a rough time but they were still they were still really profitable and part of that was their DS business, but still, you know, it's just. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, GameStop, they've they've really tested different waters too. Uh, they were even publishing games at one point. I, I'll admit, I don't know if they still are, but they they did publish an Insomniac game. Uh, was it Song of the Deep, if I'm not mistaken? That side scroller. Uh, that was actually a very pretty game as well. But uh, they've tested doing different things just to survive, just to branch off. But it just doesn't yeah. seem to be paying off for them. So I think getting Reggie in and uh, well, a bunch of these other uh, names, uh, they're really they're really trying to throw a hail mary here, guys. Well, they have to. Their shares are like at three dollars a share, you know. So um, they have a, they still have a lot of employees and a lot of places, and they're still international. Now, um, I'm, I wasn't trying to interrupt, but you mind if I ask a question, Invader? Well, I mean, I don't know if you have that much clout on this panel, but I, okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I, well, for me, it's just the question of I always hear talk about what GameStop is doing wrong or what, what it is that we're always hearing that, you know, why GameStop mm. is failing if you really put some major thought into it, what could GameStop do? They can't to do potentially yeah. survive. You know, that's why yeah. I'm just like, I really can't think up a feasible idea that would actually generate revenue on a regular basis for them. I really could not. I've I've actually put some thought into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they they did burn a lot of bridges too with their uh, trade in programs, and you know, even like even not the most hardcore gaming fan even somebody who is just like more of a casual that traded in a few games like you know i've heard some stories of people just going there and just being burnt out by them with their trade and policies alone so uh i'm not surprised that people well you know just uh don't really care if gamestop goes away to be in all honesty i mean hey i I like going to the store but just say i know the same thing i feel like gamestop really does have a place you know you go get your I think it's fun walking into them getting collectibles and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, the stores are in disarray. Everything is, you know, I mean like literally like, excuse what I'm about to say. You feel like you're up everyone's ass. 
they're always in small areas they're always mm -hmm. crowded it's just this whole system of i mean like i enjoy going in there and looking at their collectibles i buy the collectibles out of there i mean i it definitely makes it to where you don't got to get this stuff off the internet all the time you know i try to yeah. support brick and mortar stores even mm -hmm. though the internet's a yeah. great thing they still they still have a place i mean like i said you don't want to see them fail because they've been around for so long and like i said they have a lot of employees uh they have a lot of stores and i think it'll be a travesty if it really goes away because like toys r us you know so i think someone said toys r us in the chat but it, you know it's yeah. one of those things where you didn't want to see toys r us go away you know it was like part of my childhood it's still and alive here they, in canada yeah, <laughs> I think you still have like one or two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a few left. Yeah, but I heard a rumor they're going to be trying to bring them back. Yeah, well, I think what they could have done with those uh, Think Geek store or Think Geek stores, they could have done just merged those instead of like just being two separate stores since they own both. Yeah, have the games and all those collectibles and stuff that the Think Geek stores have. That might be a way to keep a float a little bit longer. I think Amazon's part of the problem. I think Amazon's, uh, you know, negative and a positive to our economy, but that's another topic for another day. Mm -hmm. And just so you know, like we've had awesome uh, people who work who work at GameStop, uh, Gaming Forte, for example, wonderful guy, very knowledgeable. Uh, you know, if I could walk into one, his store one day, that would be great. Uh, it just we, there are all these experiences that we seem to have about GameStop, EB Games, whatever. And uh, sometimes you get you get uh, not so knowledgeable or passionate employees, and then you got a guy like Gaming Forte who's awesome. So uh, you know that definitely has an impact on your overall experience. Um, yeah. But hey, guys, we'll we'll see what happens with uh, Reggie. Uh, you know, obviously having some sway there and. Uh, We'll see on the business side if anything happens. But you know what? We'll move on to the last topic of the evening. And earlier this week, we had the announcement and release for Call of Duty Modern Warfare's new mode, Warzone, a battle royale mode with up to 150 players dropping into an absolutely massive map. And a big point for this mode is that it's actually free as a separate download like it's different identity like a different entity to itself from the main game so anybody can download it and play it uh making it available to a much larger audience the issue however is that xbox live is locked behind a paywall so you only can play you have you can only play the free-to-play services or games with an xbox live subscription and now mm -hmm. in comparison, PlayStation allows you to play it without a subscription. So do you guys on the panel, do you think that it's time for Xbox to allow free-to-play games such as this to be able to be played without Xbox? Yeah, the, yeah absolutely. It's part of the reason why, uh, again, people go over to Sony uh, rather than Xbox. You know, if you could, if you could play for free on a PC or, or, a, or a, uh, even a Nintendo uh uh, Switch, you know, you can play um, what Fortnite now for I think for free on Nintendo, right? The Switch. Does anybody know? I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> not hundred percent sure since I do have the uh, the subscription right now. But right, once but, it go, once it goes out in a few weeks, I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. I mean, you have to pay for a free to play game essentially. 
uh, because you're playing for a subscription. So it needs to go away. I think uh, just making those titles free uh, would be ideal for Xbox. But, you know, here's to getting your hopes up. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, personally, too, I think it's time for them to make it uh, actually like, you know, just remove the paywalls and make them free to play, period. Uh, it just, you know, look what your competition's doing. It just, you know, you're freeing it up uh, for a larger player base. Uh, you know, it's called free to play for a reason. I mean, why should it be locked behind these paywalls? It's kind of deceiving that way, right? Especially if you have both systems, why would you want to play it on Xbox? You know, when it's free on PlayStation, and and you you know, I mean, it just rakes in more money for for PlayStation. I don't know. Those servers cost money. I guess. I mean, I guess yes. Yeah, Sony's not charging it, but you know, you spool up those servers when you have a uh, you know a million millions of people playing these games, and somebody's got to pay for it. For me, it's it's. I can care less to be honest, because I've been I've had Xbox Live since the beginning, and I've always paid for the yeah. service, and I'm happy. Well, for we it. can care less. We could care uh-huh. less, but I'm looking at it from a consumer standpoint. Where, again, why would you want to pay for it? You know, um, you well, to- your consumer everyone, standpoint is everyone um, on PSN is paying for their service too, for the most part. I mean, what, I mean, the ahead, number are the numbers are the numbers showing that you know all there that it, there's, there's no subscribers that are on PSN. I mean, I w- I'm, I'm curious to know what that's like. It's just oh, there's a large amount of people that play Fortnite on PlayStation, PlayStation because of the fact yeah. that it, you don't have to pay to play Fortnite on PlayStation right. like mm-hmm. you do Xbox. But, mm-hmm. but what okay. were you gonna say? I was gonna say let's look at the security differences between the two networks. I, being personally, have been hacked. So anybody in the chat that wants to holler at me and tell me I'm crazy, uh, I have so been hacked. How were you hacked exactly? Were, were they, did they fish and get your email, or were you actually no. hacked? Were they? I was actually hacked. PlayStation has no idea. They were able to go in and change my password and email oh uh, without without being able to go through my email yeah. to do that. I found out after it had been. I I knew I was hacked when I got emails that said, "Congratulations, your password has been changed." How, you know, how do you change my password without having without being in my email? Because they're supposed to send you an e- uh, a password reset link. Now, not to pry, but was there? I mean, was it e- an easy password or was it a fairly difficult oh, no. password? Oh, no. no, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy password by okay. far. TXR. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. So, um, it was not an easy password by far. I'm not over here like space balls one two three four. Um, anyways, but definitely you, there's a difference between the networks. Uh, I know Xbox Live has been up and down a little bit in the past here, a few months. Uh, but for the overall stability, place. I mean, Xbox is a much more stable network. Um, PlayStation okay, but, have a lot of outages. But you got to remember, from for the average consumer, they don't know that. They, they don't. Figure, they figure it out over time. They figure it out, but if they're not like you and me, where they, you know, we know this stuff, right? You know, and and you know, See, that, that's where it also comes down to you get what you pay for. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big, I'm a big yeah. compo- uh, proponent as far as that and goes. But I do understand Xbox does need to compete, but then let's play devil's advocate. Um, I'm just trying to give this conversation uh perspective from both sides but we're over here saying look at their competition xbox has to be like their competition 
then why aren't people expecting PlayStation to drop games in PS now day and date? You know, they're like, oh, that's an Xbox thing. So that's where it's just like what one person, what one company does doesn't automatically mean the competing company should do that as well. They're right. going to have their reasons why they don't. Yeah. I just would like for Xbox to kind of be a, a little bit um, transparent about the situation. If, if there's a reason why they, they do it, they should just say it. I mean, well, there's obviously an underlying reason. For me, the big issue is um, the fact that they do not charge PC, they only charge console players. To me, that's a big slap in the face. In my opinion, it's either charge everyone or don't charge everybody at all. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. I mean, yeah. I, I think this has also been blown out of proportion for the fact that, I mean, Xbox has been so pro-consumer. And, right. You know, it kind of goes against what they're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and they also, you know, they were also on the forefront pushing cross-play when it came back to being... Uh, you know, I mean, originally PlayStation, you're talking about PlayStation 3 had some cross-play games, but uh, then their stance changed, and Xbox was very hard on pushing cross-play, cross-progression, and, uh, you know, they got they got uh, a lot of uh, positive feedback because Sony was being hesitant on that, and then they finally, uh, they you know, they basically said they're going to do the same thing. And one of the things that people brought up was this. Now, I mm. think there's probably a, a reason why they do it or, or they have a, a, a thing. I just think they should just talk about it and or, you know, uh, address it. Because uh, they at one time were charging a paywall just to access Netflix, which was, you know, this is the start of the generation. Yeah, which, which was is absurd. Uh, you know, absurd. Absurd. But, you know, they pride themselves on, on listening to the customer and, and and hearing the feedback and this is just something that we all can uh you know can ask them if if it's a big deal do, do we really believe it's a big deal the answer is probably no most people have xbox live most people can get xbox live for for a month for free or they could you know there's so many deals i mean everyone makes a joke that game pass is a dollar uh even though you know it, it really isn't a dollar um the fact is that if you really want to get on, you can play, uh, you know. But uh, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, you know, it'd be nice if they at least address it or and or just just allow it because I don't really, you know, I don't think it's a big deal unless there's a security reason behind it um, for the uh, for them to just have uh, you know people that don't use Xbox Live. You know, I, in my opinion, uh, not to go too long, I I think they should get rid of Xbox. It's live multiplayer play well all together. Just have Game Pass and Ultimate because yeah. I think it becomes redundant at that point. I think that they can just say, "Hey, you can have Game Pass, X Cloud, and Ultimate, and you could pay ten ninety nine, and that's the only pay model. If you want to have free free multiplayer, you're you're welcome to it. But the fact is, they offer so much with Game Pass games, yeah. X Cloud mobility." And and you know certain things they can they could actually just have one pay model in my opinion and, and they would kill it and they'd look mm -hmm. great in doing it too because they would be the ones that lifted the multiplayer wall and just made everything the same like you said. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they have these numbers already to where people who you know they already pay for the service and they already play these types of games. So I think maybe because of that, maybe that's why they. They haven't changed it yet, so I'm not sure. But 
Well, remember, at the beginning of this gen, too, um, while Xbox, in my opinion, has been the most transparent of the uh, the big three console makers, uh, and I do like the way that they communicate to their fan base, uh, at the same time, at the beginning of this gen, Netflix and stuff like that was still locked behind the paywall, too. And then it took them, what, to, until 2014 to announce that they were unlocking that stuff for everyone to be available. And I, I would like to see them push for all the free-to-play games to be, you know, to, to get, uh, well, truly free, to not be behind the paywall. It just it kind of makes sense. I don't know why they didn't go the full distance when they, they did that, that with the, uh, the, the video playing apps why they would uh, just not make the free-to-play games actually free-to-play. Yeah, but you can't take people's Netflix away. That's, like, sacrilegious. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, it was behind the paywall, though. I remember uh, early on, like, uh, the PlayStation guys, uh, they didn't have to uh, go behind the paywall, and uh, everybody was paying for it on the Xbox side. So, I mean, it was good on Xbox 4 uh, making it available at the beginning of this gen, but at the same time, it, it took them long enough. So, yeah, but uh, shock, do you have anything to add to this? Um, yeah, they definitely need to just make it free, just like everybody else, since they're the only ones not doing it. So, it just puts more pressure on, our, on Sony. So, those there's less negatives, you know, for Xbox, like they're doing everything right, and then Sony's still, you know, not allowing other things or charging too much for like PS Now or not offering good enough deals. So, just mm-hmm. one more thing, but mm-hmm. anybody. Remember- when you had to have Xbox Live Gold to order pizza through your Xbox, <laughs> I don't ever. I do. I remember the. <laughs> I remember the ordering pizza thing. I do. If you had you know, silver, the Domino's. I, was, I forgot about that. Guys, don't talk about pizza. I can't even order pizza right now. Ever. Can't. I can't. I, I'm no, not allowed. <laughs> oh, it's, that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking not being able to order pizza. But I if can't. you want to go, if you want to jump down that rabbit hole, does anybody remember uh, the Netflix discs? And I'm not talking the movies yes. that would come in the mail. I meant yeah. the access discs. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, they had a contract. Yeah, they had a they had a contract with Xbox. Xbox was the only uh, console that was allowed to download a Netflix app. And to get around this contract, they would give these discs to PlayStation and Nintendo, and you would play it like a DVD, and it would basically run the app. Oh, I never (laughs) knew that. Uh, Wow. I I actually have, believe it or not, I have the PS3 Netflix app on on, on the CD. CD. Tim, you have a bunch of shit in your basement. I used to. Or in your... You don't have it anymore. I gave a lot of beer. I gave a lot of a lot of that uh, stuff beer. I used to have. Yes, used to have like a bunch of old Xbox games. And, Tim's oh. first YouTube video was him going in uh, oh, just like right. bins. I remember you posted yeah. some eight years ago, and I mean, if that's not me, I still. So I think I've taken your place, Tim. I got so many Christmas editions that are in boxes that still are in the Amazon box that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even opened them yet. I so. actually gave them to Beard. He mm-hmm. has a collection on his wall and i said you know what i moved so i said i'm not really gonna have a place for this <clears throat> so i sent them all those all those games Damn. About 170. wow yeah i'm not wow. really one of uh the guy who likes to, to keep things around i'd rather just get rid of it that's why i'm all digital 
Yeah, you can't take that shit with you when you die. So, uh, you know, it's better to give it to someone that can that wants it and that will cherish Speak it. Speak for yourself. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm burying myself <laughs> with everything. My lancers, everything's coming with me. Damn it! Hey, you're gonna need a big ass casket because you're ready, like fucking. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, I wonder if they put a console in my casket. Put the Xbox dude your so casket's bad. gonna be in the shape of an xbox <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like oh xbox series x uh wow. just a giant one but uh all right guys i think that about does it for tonight's show uh some really excellent points uh this evening and uh th- thanks to everyone that took the time to listen in live uh who do we got here oh fc violent from the vitamin g podcast thank you very much for joining my man uh, what was it? We got iMill here. Thanks for joining. The Geeky Nerd, Other Zinc, uh, Crazy Greek Dude, Mr. Kima. Uh, who we got here? Diego. Uh, lots of cool people. Uh, General Fade Ape. Thanks for joining, bud. And lots of other cool guys. Thanks for listening in. Uh, we appreciate when you guys take the time to listen in. And if you haven't already done so, leave a like, subscribe to the channel, and definitely after the show drop a comment once everything is done now let's get to some of these outros guys centurion pal where can everybody find you well outside of being here with you awesome guys every sunday you can also find me on the saltiest gaming podcast on thursdays and the shop podcast on saturdays and you can always find me hanging around twitter youtube and xbox live at centurion 1307 wicked stuff uh tim du- oh tim just dropped hopefully <laughs> i was about to get to him uh, you know we'll get to you megatron megatron where can everybody find you at as always hit me up on twitter megatron one nine underscore one nine seven five and you can find me on xbox live playing some ori and will of the wisp <clears throat> yeah good stuff i definitely gotta hit that up i'll probably get to it tomorrow uh let's see Shockman. uh hope you're done listening to the frozen 2 uh where can everybody find you at yeah you can uh, hit me up at uh at shock nero on twitter easy shock on xbox live but yeah thanks for stopping by all right all right and of course uh jeremy uh where can everybody find you at well you can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, LoneMasterWho07. And you can also find me on Xbox Live at Downer Space J. Good shit, my friend. Oh, and here's Tim. Uh, XCloud Tim Dog. Great show, pal. Uh, Beastfire. Beastfire, XCloud. <laughs> the guy's got a multitude of names, but uh, where can everybody find you at? Uh, on Twitter, XCloud. Tim Dog, and you can also find me uh, the same on Xbox Live. Uh, I do a podcast here every Sunday. I love it. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also do RDX Tuesdays. Come check me out over there. 8 p.m. Uh, on Dealers YouTube. So uh, just uh, ready to go, and uh, hopefully everyone has a nice uh, week. Hopefully we get some news this week. Like I said last week, I know that I said there was some stuff to come down. I don't think it still has come down. I think it's going to come down this week. So hopefully we have uh, a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Absolutely. Good stuff, Tim. And of course, I'm Invader. You guys can find me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming. And I'm pretty active on Twitter, at Invader underscore 1986. Guys, 
keep safe everyone and hey hopefully we'll look forward to some exciting xbox news coming in a few days and uh yeah we'll see you next week guys uh to talk some more xbox and gaming and coronavirus keep it gaming (laughs) stay positive (laughs) Uh, peace Later. later good night everyone